0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Steve Austin. I am reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17-21 through 21 in the NIV version of the Bible. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. The other day, I was <laughs> I was hungry, so I started digging around in our pantry. Now, I don't know about your pantry, but ours is narrow and deep, which means that all of the new <laughs> fresh buys are always on the front, and the leftover goodies are pushed to the back each time the grocery store run is made. So as I dug around a little deeper, I found a few prizes that I forgot we had. I found a half a bag of Jack Link's Hot and Sweet Beef Jerky. I, I love beef jerky, so... That was a, that was a good prize for me, and I uh, also found the grand prize, which was bulk brand sriracha flavored bacon jerky. Oh my gosh, that is so good! If you're a if you are a bacon jerky uh, lover, um, that bulk brand really has some some incredible stuff. So, needless to say, I finished up both bags, and I felt as though I had won the lottery. I didn't eat that much at dinner, um, but I was completely satisfied. You know, digging into a pantry to discover a prize is much like the jewels we find when digging deeper into the Bible. Several years ago, a friend, having breakfast with a friend, and he asked me what I was studying in my daily quiet time. I responded Second 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21. Well, I met him almost a year later, and he asked me the same question. So I responded, 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21. He said, aha, I caught you. You haven't even been in the Bible since we've since we talked last time. That's exactly what you said last time. I said, yes, sir. That's exactly what I said. And I am still gleaning deep truths from that same section of Scripture after meditating upon it daily for almost a year. So... For this podcast, I want to share just a few truths that God revealed through that process of dying into this past diving into this passage. Um and, and through this passage, I became acutely aware of who Jesus is and the eternal beauty, magnificence of what he did for us. So um, a couple of thought processes here for us. When we come out of the womb, we begin a journey of discovery. The first of which is to find ways we can get our needs met. So when a baby's hungry, what do they do? Well, you know what they do? They cry, of course. When a baby's wet, it cries. When someone other than moms hold them, guess what they do? They cry. Uh, reminds me, when uh, uh, Ellie, our firstborn, um, she was almost six months old before she would even come to me. The only time she would let me hold her. Is when Michelle was right there by my side. As long as she could see Mom, she was fine. But if, my, if Mom walked out of the room, uh, we were in trouble. So um, the first time Michelle left her with me, she was um, almost ten months old, and uh, you know by that time she was you know fairly okay with me. I guess by that time. So anyway. Um, As Michelle was pulling in at about ten o'clock that night, she noticed that Ellie's our nursery light was on. So she was thinking, "Oh my goodness, you know we, you know put her down at like you know seven eight o'clock." So she knew something was going on. So Michelle rushed in and to find out what was going on. Well, Ellie, um, again at not quite ten months old, had somehow gotten out of her baby bed, and she (laughs) she crawled into our room across the other side of the bed, on Michelle's side, pulled herself up and was yelling, Mommy! 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 Now, of course, we can laugh about that now, but then, of course, it wasn't funny, and it certainly wasn't fun for me in the moment. But the point is is that Ellie was working to get her needs met. We all come to a place in life where we are attempting to have our needs met. Um, as small children, in some cases, they learn that by throwing a tantrum in Walmart, they get a toy or they get candy. Teenagers learn which parent is most likely to get them whatever they want. And you can fill in the blank on that one if you have teenagers or have had them. My point is that we, is that we learn to maneuver those around us to get what we want. And as we grow, as adults, we have a set of more legitimate needs that need to be met, that need to be accepted, that need to be loved, to be valuable, to be significant in some kind of way. And as we utilize the skill set that worked for us as a child, we hone those skills, watch this, and become professional, personal need meters by becoming what others want us to be for them so that we can get what we need from them. But here's the problem. That lifestyle creates a long-term issue, we lose our own identity as a person by continually seeking validation from others. And as you all know, by giving someone the right to validate us, we also hand them the power to invalidate us. So when we value the opinions of others, and when we look to have the, our needs met by others more than the authority of the Word of God, when we value their opinions more than the authority of the Word of God, when we when we attempt to get our needs met by someone else other than the way that God has designed for that to be needed, to be met, we slowly construct a foundation in life that is built upon nothing but sand. Hmm. So, With that said, verse 17 reminds us, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. So let me remind you that the moment you were born again, your identity changed. You became a brand new being. You are now identified with Jesus and he now is your life. Your your true identity is revealed when we choose to see ourselves as God sees us. Being a new creation allows us to live in the ultimate life of victory and freedom naturally. When we realize that we are in Christ, we actually trade identities with Jesus. All of the old, messed up, jacked up stuff that we identified ourselves with, Jesus takes all of that and he, and he nailed that to the cross and he gave us his new identity. When we are in Christ, we take on his identity and we are in him. Colossians 3.2 says, Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, your old self, you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So that old self, that old life, that old identity was placed upon Jesus, and now we have the new identity of Christ, and that old self, that old person is now shielded from God because Jesus has now taken that person to the cross with him. Wow. Jesus is our covenant representative. He represents Our side of the covenant, he represents God's side of the covenant. If you've heard me on a podcast before, I talk about this all the time. Jesus represents God's side of the covenant because he's perfect. He's sinless. He's part of the Godhead. He represents our side of the covenant because he lived in human form. And so therefore, God gives us credit for our representative's performance. He gives us credit for Jesus's performance. So here's what I want to ask you, or here's what I want to tell you. Christ is not a failure. And if Christ is not a failure, guess what? You are not a failure either. Is Christ a liar? Of course, he's not a liar. That's not who he is. Because he's not a liar, we are not liars either. Listen, just because you do something doesn't mean that's who you are. Sinning is an event, it is not a person. Is Christ lazy? No. Is Christ a homosexual? No. Is Christ addicted? No. Is he a sinner? No. Is Christ selfish? No. Is he prideful? No. He's not stubborn. He's not afraid. He's not not motivated. Listen, if you are in Christ, whatever he is not, you are not either. And because we are in him, whatever he is... You are that as well, except you are you are not the Son of God. You might be a son, you might be a daughter of God, but you are not the Son of God. So listen, that revelation, if if we can really grasp the truth about who we are in Christ Jesus, God will use those truths to absolutely set us free. So as you listen to this podcast right now, Everything you will ever become really is already inside of you. You just don't know it yet. The word transformation literally means bringing out that which is within. So on this podcast, I'm reaching inside of you. I'm bringing out what is already placed inside of you, what was deposited inside of you the moment that you were born again. Listen to Colossians 1, 28 and 29. We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end, I labor struggling with all of his energy, which so powerfully works in us. Did you catch that? Paul is attempting to present everyone perfect in Christ. Listen to Galatians six fourteen and 15. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me. And I to the world, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. Wow. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule. Listen, listen. (laughs) If we don't get anything in our Christian journey, we must understand that our old identity has been transferred to Jesus and he has given us his identity. We are in Christ and we have taken on his identity, which means so much more than anything that we could ever attempt to manufacture in this life. So last thing, our mind is in the process of catching up with what happened in our spirit when we were born again. The spirit transformation is instantaneous the mind is learning and developing exactly what that means Romans 12:1 and 2 says therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and, and pleasing to God this is your true and proper worship do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his perfect pleasing Uh, And and goodwill. So what's the point? We have all developed a lifelong skill set of tactics used to get our needs met. The reason we continue to make this mistake is because we are searching in the wrong places. We are made by God and for God. And when we come to understand that he is the ultimate need meter, we begin to wean ourselves off of the validation we think we need from others. Why? Because we are whole and complete in Christ Jesus. Listen, you and I, we are continually validated by God because we chose to receive his son Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. In a nutshell, the greatest truth from this passage is, that most of us miss, and here it is, we are trying to do something that has already been done. We are trying to find things that we already have. We are trying to get things that are already inside of us. We are trying to become someone that we already are, and we do all of this by attempting to start something that has already been done. Finished. Wow, man! Listen, when we agree with God that we are who He says we are, our beliefs about change about self change. If your beliefs about self are not changing to agree with what God says about who you are, we will never live a long term satisfying, content life. Because we will always be striving to show ourselves worthy when God says that we already are. Man, wow. I hope you have uh, listened well and I hope you have received well blessings as we have spent some time diving into what has made Jesus real in our lives.